Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. That's Arthi. That's Noor. And you're listening to The Reality Is, a podcast where we share with you the thoughts of two brown ladies and our sometimes problematic relationship with reality TV. I mean, we love reality TV. It doesn't love us back. So. Yes. yes, exactly. There seems to be an oversaturation of opinions on reality TV that maybe don't reflect all of the viewers of reality TV. And reality TV also doesn't always reflect its viewers. So we thought, why not throw ourselves into the mix and share our opinions as if people are really clamoring for it. Um, but hey, I, I like to listen to you. Oh, thank you. So Arthi and I met uh, through another Bravo podcast. We met in a Facebook group and then a live show for the Watch What Crappens podcast. And the Facebook group on the Crappens podcast is, it's like its own entity at this point. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we have, I have actual real relationships now from this group of women and men that listen to crappens, right? So, um, and it, it's wonderful. It's 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 all its own universe, and um, it's so much fun to be on there. Yeah, and I feel like one of the biggest things I've learned from being on there, especially in the year 2020, is that a majority of I wouldn't say majority. A lot of people who watch Bravo don't necessarily agree with what is on on Bravo. So it's kind of interesting. It's like there's two camps, right? Like there's people who watch reality TV that truly think that it's real. And like, like you know, there's people out there who want to kick Candace Dillard's ass. Who are like, yeah. Yeah, Monique's <laughs> right. Right, right. And then there's other people that are like recognizing the fact that like, to some degree, these are also characters on TV. Right. And I think what's interesting is that we do sort of, as people of color, as immigrants, as women, we sort of exist in this space in the middle that is, like, enjoying this this TV that, you know, isn't necessarily showing people in the best light uh, for what it is. You know, trashy TV, it's, like, good, guilty pleasure, while also recognizing now that there's a lot more of an impact that it has to the people that watch it. So I thought, why not talk about those things? <laughs> yes, of course. So so in, in essence, all of those shows are highly problematic in so many different ways, right? So from the get-go, they're problematic about how women are depicted, how women are treated, how um, children are raised in that, you know, under that microscope. You don't talk about the kids, Dorothy. We don't talk about the How about the husbands then? (laughs) No, but it's it's relationships and how women are talked to. Um, Marriages have, there have been many marriages, many vow renewals, and many, many divorces, right? 
yeah and, uh, it, it's interesting because it is a lot of it is problematic but I think it is also a reflection of how problematic life in general is so yeah, yeah. I don't I don't think of it as watching trashy tv I think of it as I'm just peeping into my neighbors and they're having the same exact fight <laughs> as I am and, yeah. and here I am making comments and judging them and then you know, somewhere at some point, I sort of reflect back and I did I just act like Nene Leaks? Did I just do that? And maybe I should give my Greg a break. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I think it's so interesting because reality TV does get a bad light rap, right? Like that, oh, you know, it's just a bunch of women screaming, which is funny because like whenever I'm watching this and my kids hop into the room, they're like, mama, what are you watching? And I'm like, don't watch that because you're going to have nightmares about ladies screaming at you. <laughs> like, I recognize that. Yeah, I recognize that like there is that part of it, right? That you, you as a woman, as a feminist, you're like, is this good for us? But I also actually find it extremely relatable. There are so many moments when I watch reality TV where I'm like, this actually is how I navigate my adult female friendships. You know, right. um, I started watching reality TV because I really fell into it when I started watching Laguna Beach and Laguna Beach was like very much how I navigate. No, nah, I mean, come on. I wasn't there was no Steven in my life, but it was like. <laughs> It was like a little bit of like, yeah, this is kind of what high school is, except we're not all rich and beautiful and living on the beach or like, you know, the hills and all that stuff. Like I found it to be very relatable. And it's very interesting that now in my mid thirties, I am very much finding myself relate to these women that are, you know, mostly alcoholics, (laughs) very problematic kind of racist but there's just something so there's something still so human about all of these ladies so we'll mostly talk about bravo stuff on this podcast right right that's oh, that's yeah. our baby that's how Arthur yeah. and i met <laughs> <laughs> that's our yeah that's our problematic relationship right there is bravo yes. but, but um yeah but you know it's not just the ladies i actually in 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 a weird weird way i actually think the women are actually braver than the men in terms of when you know bravo keeps putting these shows that revolve around women that get into trouble and women that you know relationships but it's really i think it's it's actually kind of brave of them to put that out there i don't think men would ever do that yeah, um, it's like you said, let's talk about the husband. <laughs> right. I, 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 I think men navigate life so very differently. And I think Bravo has actually highlighted how women navigate their lives Absolutely. and relationships. And I think men watching Bravo, and we will have our uh, wonderful friend, Richie, and talk about it. But when men watch Bravo, I'm, I'm sure... Uh, at first, they're like, why am I watching this? And this is crazy. But I think if the men who really watch Bravo and understand it, understand what women, they, how women think, how we behave. Absolutely. And, and you know, even I think um, there's so many moments on Bravo, like you said, like there's these things that happen when you're like, am I being like a Nene Leaks or am I being, you know, am I being bad to my Greg? There's so many times when I tell my husband something is happening in my friend circle of like girls and he'll be like, this is some housewife shit. And I'm like, it is. 
Because that's <laughs> actually the best part about Housewives is that if you strip away the fillers and the galas and the gowns and the all that shit. Ultimately, these are usually issues related to, you know, shit like that we can all relate to. Um, so I thought it would be fun for our listeners, however, however five there are, probably when we release this episode. We, have one. Um, we will have one. We can count on Richie D to actually listen to our podcast. But I thought it would be fun to do like a round of questions to kind of give everybody an idea on where do you stand on a lot of things on Bravo. And some of these might be like reality TV general and some of them, most of them will be Bravo. So let's, I'll start. Favorite housewife. So now that's a hard one. Right now is Karen Huger. She is self-aware, but at the same time, delusional enough. She just has the perfect balance. And she's just absolutely perfection for Real Housewives and, you know, Bravo and reality TV in general. There's just beauty in everything she does. (laughs) Absolute favorite right now. Absolutely. I agree with that. I agree. I Love Karen Huger. As Danny Pellegrino calls her, she's a queen icon legend. I love her. If you walked into a room, if, if, if it was a party and there was, I walked into a room and there was a seat next to her, I would make a beeline and sit right next to her. Because well, first know. of all, Arthi, I'm surprised that you were not invited to her anniversary party. I am too. I mean, it was Indian theme too, right? It was Indian. It was. I think it was season two. It was Indian and African theme. And the best part about, okay, so there was a ton of appropriation, right? Like you just had like a bunch of people doing like Bollywood dances. And I think a lot Karen- of Madras and children. <laughs> yeah. Karen was in like a full party. Yeah. yeah. But then the best part of it was that Monique showed up in a Native American costume. <laughs> <laughs> and okay. it's like, at that point, we should have known Monique. Is problematic. <laughs> He's like, I sell essential oils and I'm married to an NFL player and I have all these cute kids yeah. and a fish tank. And by the way, look at me doing this extremely problematic thing. We're like, you're so pretty. That, yeah, that and the fact that she has sharks in her kitchen. That is, you know, there's something <laughs> off about that girl. She's there's, beautiful. She's yes. beautiful. She's just, she is. She is. She's so pretty. But I think she is beautiful. All of the Potomac, Potomac women are beautiful. I've seen yes. Robin in person and she's stunning. Oh it's, my gosh. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I think Monique is definitely like the prettiest woman yes. to be on Bravo. For I sure. think for, for sure. sure. But I want to talk about Potomac after we do all these uh, questions. Cause I do right. think that's, I think, but no, you're good. I think Potomac is a great uh, place to have, to, to kind of balance the, the conversation that we're really starting to dig into in this podcast. But, okay, Team Carol or Team Bethany? I'm Team Bethany. I know. <sighs> I haven't ever expressed it anywhere, and I'm going to be – you're going to kill me right now. <laughs> I just identify with her, you know, crazy, you know, <laughs> life. She's just so – She's good. She does a lot and she gives a lot, but she doesn't get appreciation. So she, then she fucks it up. She wants to be appreciated for everything she does, but she messes up every time. It oh my just, gosh. It, it, she's just, and Carol is just boring. I think Carol is when Carol is just, she's just a writer girl. She's just <laughs> a writer girl. 
She's just a writer girl who peaked with that book of hers, and then she's just been going downhill since then. She went and fucked a, a sous chef. She that she jumped on a counter. She's she had babies, <laughs> babies, and babies. She, ma- she managed to refurbish a couch in three seasons. That's all she accomplished. I do not see. I don't. I don't look at Carol and think, oh, it would be nice to hang out with her. Bethany, I think, is an interesting, interesting character. She's an interesting human. In the fight of Team Carol versus Team Bethany, I was very much Team Carol. So And so were everybody else. (laughs) Everybody else. But I saw where Bethany was coming from. I know. that she was mad and she was hurt and Carol wasn't hurt. Carol was pretty callous. She just broke it off. And that was hurtful. I know, but Bethany was so dramatic. I, I feel like Bethany's probably going to come back in a season or two. So I'm sure we can talk about so it at if length. If you All and right. I ever have a fight, I'm going to react like Bethany. Okay. Well, that's so good you know. to know. That's so really... you know. And you are going to just cut me off no. and walk away <laughs> and not feel anything. <laughs> You're no. Anything. You're not going to shed a tear. Oh, I'm no. There sobbing, <laughs> getting drunk, picking on Sonia. I'm going to be doing that. <laughs> How could you do this to me? Question mark. <laughs> Question mark. Um, okay. Team Denise or team everyone else? Team Denise. Yeah, right? Yeah. Only because I'm never going to be team everyone else. The whole yeah. lot needs to go. I don't have anything special for Denise. I mean, she's cuckoo as well, but... If you had to pick, Team Denise. Yeah. She's cuckoo. She does what she does. She sleeps with whoever she sleeps. She lies. She doesn't lie. Who cares? None of that was interesting. None of it. None of it was interesting. Not one one storyline. Not one single storyline was interesting. I had more interest in Dorit's hair clips than I had in anything else. I always have interest in Dorit's hair clips. I know. I mean, like, the, the, the whole... It's a whole literature in itself. He, she can write books on her hair. Weirdly, Dorit has really climbed up the charts for me in terms of entertainment. When she first came on board, I, I remember when she first came on screen, I was like, is this an American with a uh, weird foreign accent or a foreign person with a weird American accent? I couldn't quite figure out who and what she was. I think, again, she... If if you had to keep somebody, I would keep her and Garcelle and kick everybody else off. Yeah, I think it's been 2020 has been a real uh, year of twists and turns for me because my favorite housewife, I used to have two of them. Yeah, you never told me who's your favorite housewife. Well, so right now I agree with you. My favorite housewife is Karen Huger. But for years and years and years, my two favorite housewives were Dorinda Medley and Lisa Rinna because... I love a shitster, and I really think that I'm a bit of a shitster myself. Like, you know the the epi- the, the season where Rinna talks about Kim being near death, like kind of like in passing, and then she wrote <laughs> about it. And she's like, I don't remember saying that. And then next day she's like, oh, I definitely said it. Like, I've been in that position before, and I'm like, shit, like I've – there's been so many times where I've like talked shit about people like in passing and then it gets passed to the actual person who I was talking shit about and then they confront me and then they're like, did you say that? And I'm like, mm, did I? Sounds so, like me, sounds like me, but did I? 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely on brand for me and tracks with what I would it. do. I did think it. I did think <laughs> that. But did I say it? No, that's a whole other question. See, that's how I would approach. If I was in I was written, I would be like, mm, I did think that, but did I say it? That's a whole other question. Yeah. I, I a whole episode of me denying what I thought and what I said. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and, and, and so, and so, well, with Dorinda, what I love about Dorinda is that she's always stirring up shit and she's always like, she, Dorinda kind of, not this season, this season she just was off the rocker, but I feel like she really balances this mix of like, I like want to love my friends and I want to take care of them and I want to be so sweet to them. And I also kind of want to be like a therapist and I want to bring things up. But then like you crossed me a little bit and I will gut you like a fish. And that's like Dorinda. And I felt, I really felt that. Cause I was like, that's what it's like when you grow up in New Jersey. Like we're like that. Right. That's how that's we are. Right. You know, you that's, know? that's probably why that's such an astute observation. Maybe that that's, Dorinda's problem that she tries to be from Berkshires, but she's really from perhaps uh, you know from you know Patterson. Yeah, she's from Patterson. Like, don't she's, forget, she is on brand for uh, Patterson. You know, uh, Montclair person. Well, Montclair is very fancy you now. It is. Is it? Oh, not. Oh, not oh yeah, no. It was. It was a dump when I I lived there. Oh no no, Montclair is now like uh, oh since Chris Christie en- since Envy moved in since Envy yeah. opened its boutique there. Okay, Envy by the way is the shittiest store in all of Montclair, so that gives you an idea of how nice Montclair is now. No, Montclair is like the it's like the uh, it's like the Brooklyn, it's like the Williamsburg of New Jersey. Um, wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Favorite Housewives franchise. New York. What's your favorite? New York. I mean, New York. I mean, um, Potomac is getting there, but in terms of from the beginning and one that I would never miss, it's New York. Yeah, for I sure. I think that's across. I think there's not a single person who would not agree with that. Yeah, for sure. Okay, um, Bluestone Manor or Villa Rosa? Oh, Bluestone Manor. Yeah. You know why? There's the fish room. I want to know where Dorinda stores all of her. I want to see that storeroom. The storeroom that has the basement has the Halloween decorations and the Christmas decorations. Can you imagine? I can imagine. That's what. That's where Pickles is. That's where Pickles is. <laughs> She's stuck in Dorinda's basement. Oh my God! And everybody's looking for her around the canned soup in Sonia's basement. Okay. So which ha- which house did you like? The I am a Villa Rosa house. I do love Blue. St- I love Bluestone Manor with the idea that. Dorinda's there to take care of me. Yes. Right. Right. But I love the idea of Villa Rosa because it's, but here, Dorinda, you have, I, you have Rocio there. But I, I got Rocio and look, I just Villa want, Rosa you know, I want to like, live in luxury. Yeah. But Villa Rosa feels like, see, I want to live in luxury too, but I cannot live around that much white fabric. That's true. It's, it's, Villa Rosa feels like they too, it, it feels like it's going to be high maintenance. Like I'm going to be spilling coffee. And <laughs> That's true. It's going to be chai everywhere. There's yeah. Well, you will get tea there. 
There will be samosa crumbs and the tea will <laughs> all gray and not Darjeeling. It's going to be a mess. <laughs> oh, my God. You bring up really good points. You're right. What are we going to do about the samosa crumbs? Um, okay. Is there a housewife that you wish would come back? Hmm. Now that's a good, good, good question. Not Bethany, right? So, okay. I'll move on. No, you can say Bethany. This is, this is a safe space for everybody except for Stassi Schroeder. So you can go ahead and say whatever you want. I like Heather Thompson back. Holla. 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 I think she, I loved how she would switch up from being a snooty wasp to being like P. Diddy's, you know, backup bouncer or something like that. Like, <laughs> His, his his bodyguard or something. It was not even P. Diddy. It was his bodyguard. <laughs> yeah. I, I used to look forward to her switching it up like that. Like, yeah. The second she would switch up. Yeah. I love, I, I, so when she first came on the scene, it was the season, you know, I watched the season where they went to Morocco, which is like such a crazy season of New York. And then they did like a major shift and I think there was a season in the middle where, like, I feel like I missed a season, right? Where there maybe they brought Heather and was there a season where there was like Jill and also Heather, or did they just get rid of Jill altogether? I, I think Jill came back. Or was there a season when Jill came back? Did she leave, come back, and go back? No, was that only Bethany? No, that was only Bethany. I feel like there was a season where Jill was making like. Uh, like like underwear like Spanx. Yes. What she season was that? I don't know, but it was. It wasn't the Morocco season. It wasn't. It was a season before that, yeah. and that might have been Heather's first season. That Jill was there, and then Jill left. Yeah, but it's possible. It was possible, but I, I'm I'm losing. It's been so many seasons. I'm losing the chronology of things. Like where did <laughs> like which season was Cindy Barshop? Was, she was the Morocco season. Was she with Heather or not with Heather? Not with Heather. But with Kelly Ben-Simone. Yes, with Kelly Ben-Simone. Who's going to fix my henna tattoo? Santa? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. no. So, so I think I didn't really watch Heather's first season because once I saw, I remember seeing the taglines and, and seeing that intro and she was like, holla. And I was like, what the fuck is this shit? I'm not watching this, right? I was like, the show is taking a nosedive, whatever. And that was also the season that Luann was a friend of. And I was like, yeah. I'm not watching yeah. where Luann is a friend of, the Countess. But Kristen so, is an actual housewife. Kristen with yeah. the nail polish. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it was just, I didn't love that. Um, so I didn't really watch Heather. But then I did watch Heather this season where they went to, with the be cool, not uncool, where Heather and Bethany. It was Heather, Bethany, uh, Luann, what Sonia, Ramona, obviously, Kristen Takeman, and also Carol. And yeah. I thought that was actually a really, really good mix. That was they went to Montana. Yes, that's where GPS was born. Yeah. That was that was a good, good uh that was a good season. That, that was, was a great that, season. I think that was yeah, I think that was the one where um, Ramona was ordering you know getting acs air conditioners delivered yeah yes yeah (laughs) i think the season before that was the season with aviva and i did also watch that one because i thought aviva throwing her leg 
It's actually, I feel like people think that's crazy. I was like, this is the best show in the world. Like when that happened, I was like, I want more of that. More prosthetics across my screen. I wanted Aviva. See, I wouldn't mind Aviva coming back. I think she was good TV, but I did not. I hated her dad. He was just so creepy. Oh, it, oh yeah. God. No, in so the post Me Too world, oh, there is no fucking room for yeah. Aviva's dad. Dad, no. yeah. Yeah. No, ma'am. That was uh, that. That's the only reason I wouldn't bring Aviva back. But she was crazy too, so that was a good one. And the other person I would mind bringing back is Carolyn Manzo. I think oh she. I know you would say you would love that because she. Was I love. Like, I love Carolyn Manzo. She was the grand dame before the grand dame. Yes. Oh my God, you're <laughs> absolutely right. Yes, she was, and people hate her. And I'm like, I don't know why you would hate her. Like. And I very much felt connected to the Manzos because I also am a girl with two brothers and my mom and my brothers would get together and pick on me and also fat shame me the way that Caroline would fat shame her daughter. You also also had a beauty salon that was also a salad. (laughs) Yes, I I also had that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And my dad owns the premiere of wedding venue of North Jersey and, uh, and also is part of the mob. So, yes. <laughs> no, I loved, yeah, I love Caroline Manzo. I think she's, she's amazing. So I definitely, I wish in terms of housewives that I wish would return. Um, I think that there is no Rinna without an Eileen. I think you need that. I yeah. need, I think Rinna is tolerable when you have Eileen. Um, I think that Caroline, Caroline Manzo coming back to New Jersey would be great. No, I'm fine with New Jersey. I think it's, it's good. Um, it's weird for me. They sometimes go to restaurants that like I live by, yeah, and they try to always make it look real fancy. And I'm like, that's not really a nice place. <laughs> that's not. That's, well, that's the only place they would allow them to come in and film. Yeah, exactly. I also love that about Potomac. I'm sure you've noticed it too. Oh, like whenever they actually, go- they actually go to some good restaurants, but they are, there's not they are nowhere near Potomac. Potomac no. itself is a sleepy little or you know suburban town um and there's nothing in potomac really it's like the main street of potomac is like tiny there's yeah. nothing there it's dead. yeah I don't even know where are they gonna go to like lito's pizza right it's like there may be a nail salon maybe a mom and pop restaurant and that's about like why have- would they pick potomac as a place i have no idea because robin lives like 10 miles from me um, you know, and then a whole bunch of people, they're all scattered. They're all, yeah. No one, no, I don't think anybody actually, think, Monique is the only Wendy one that might, lives. Wendy might actually live in my town because the the karate place that she took her kid to is like around the corner. So oh! she's like, she lives somewhere here because a lot of Hopkins folks live here. So a lot okay. of people, everybody goes to Hopkins. This is like the nicest, closest place to Hopkins that you can live in. Yeah. yeah. Okay, go ahead, Arthi, go ahead and tell everybody your home address and your social security oh, yeah. number. <laughs> yeah, I will. But I think that's why she's here. I think yeah. that, I thought I was like looking at it and I'm like, I know that place. Um All right, who is who do you think is the most problematic housewife in all of Bravo? Oh. Oh my god. Such, such a such a range to pick from. Yeah, it's such a long list though. It's such a long list. Well, Kimsey, Tamara Barney, 
Vicky, oh my God, the whole like half of OC, half half of Dallas. Yeah. Oh, oh, that is hard. Half of Beverly Hills too. They have issues. Yeah. yeah, so the reason so, I wanted to ask that question is so just so hard. that, yeah, the reason I wanted to ask that question is just so that our listeners know that there's a lot of content for us to unpack, <laughs> there, a lot, lot for us to unpack. Oh, so much. Uh, we uh, pick, we, you know what, we, we can pick one housewife of podcasts and actually dive into why that person is problematic. Yeah, actually, and, that, that, that might be something we do. Yeah. When um like, when like there's a lull and all there's on TV is tardy for the party. Yeah. Um, who do you think is the most problematic person to be on Bravo to like get a platform on Bravo? Jax. Jax, really interesting. Jax and Jax I, is Jax is problematic and yeah, Vicky was Vicky's off now. Is Tamara yeah. back? Are Vicky and Tamara coming back? No, I don't think so. Or That's done. Head. Yeah. For me, it's Thomas Ravenel. <gasps> yes. Yes. Thomas Ravenel yeah. is the most problematic. Jax is right next to him. Yeah. Jax is like. But, if, but you asked if he's. See, Thomas is off. That's true. Jax is still on Bravo. I know. I know. Well, the the word on the street Kelly, is that Kelly Dodd now. Kelly oh Dodd, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. 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 The word on the street is that Thomas is going to be on the Southern Charm new season for a little bit. That, uh, yeah. I'm not watching the entire season. No, I, that's crazy. I, I watched the um, the clip. The trailer? The trailer. And they tried to suck me in with this one brown girl. She looked brown. I don't know if she is. But brown girl who is talking and, you know, she's confronting them about their privilege and racism. And I'm thinking, this is showing this, but I bet nothing comes out of it. And I'm not yeah. going yeah. to normalize, normalize this. I just cannot. Not, yeah. not in this world. I cannot watch that or OC. I cannot. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That was uh, that was definitely something I was going to ask you was, do you think that southern charm should be coming back on tv oh. and the answer for me so i i go back and forth i do okay so at first i was like fuck this show why is it on tv if you watch southern charm new orleans that was the way better southern charm oh. yes and so when i saw the trailer i was like why the hell is this happening right because Catherine dennis has already she's done all kinds of racist shit uh thomas ravenel obviously most problematic human to be on bravo um in my opinion, amongst other problematic people also. Um, and But then when I saw the trailer, I was like, mm, they did get a Persian girl on who right. is, you know, going to rip is, these is white she, people. Is she Persian? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She's, per, she's Persian and she's married to, I believe, a black man. And um, she's got a, an adorable baby boy. And she's Cameron's best friend. So she's been on a couple of seasons before and she owns oh, restaurants. So yeah, yeah. I've seen in those restaurant scenes where she yeah. goes, Cameron. Oh. I always be like, is that is that girl Indian? Like, what's her uh, deal? Right. Um, but she's uh, she also owns a bunch of restaurants in Charleston. So I think that's why they brought her on. Um, and that's that's fine. But I think, you know, I we are a podcast that believes that people can be problematic, but that we are also not always on the right 
we don't always think correctly. There's always a uh, room for improvement. There's always room for learning and growing. I watched the trailer and I said, hey, that's cool. They got this girl on and she's going to call everybody out on their racism and their bullshit. That's great. But then the alternative opinion also is, why should people of color be responsible for setting white people straight? Why don't white people set each other straight? And I said, you know what? That's a great, that's a great point. I'm not watching the season. (laughs) So you talk to yourself and you decided it was a good point. No, but. I, I agree with you. That's exactly what I felt. Like, why do they have to bring a pe- person of color to fix the situation? Why couldn't one of them speak up? Why could exactly. Well, all these years, why couldn't Cameron speak up? Is she, is she just discovering her brown friend? I don't understand that. That's Cameron a great point. Not, like, how are they still friends? And how come Cameron hasn't thought about that before this? So why would why would you want... Why does she have, why does the burden have to fall on the person of color to fix the situation? I don't really think that's worth it. So yeah, I, 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 that, that's one of the reasons I don't want to watch. I don't want to do this. Hey, you call this racist, you call the show racist. So we hired the brown person to represent. So now we are not racist anymore. No, you still are. You still yeah. haven't addressed all of the issues that you have. And I don't think you're quite learning what you say you are. I mean, they brought one black girl into be Amanda Pump Rules and see what happened with that. They just, they couldn't even handle that one person. Well, even Beverly Hills, they brought one black housewife. Right. Same exact thing. And they couldn't. and and what I found really off-putting in this season's Beverly Hills was, okay, fine, you brought you brought uh, Garcelle, that's fine. But did you notice that even in the reunion, they almost made Garcelle sort of, it almost felt like they were making Garcelle responsible for Denise a little right. bit. Like, okay. like, oh, you know, wh- what do you have to say about that, Garcelle, or whatever? It's like, ask Denise, deal with Denise. Like, it almost felt like it, the onus is now on the one person of color in the room about what the one white lady is doing. And right. I, I just, I hated that. Okay. Um, so do you think that... one, they're bringing one black person into Roni next year? They're trying oh, to... yeah, I heard about this. Bershon Shaw. I don't know who that is. I have to look her up. But they're bringing her on. And, you know, that's going to just, Ramona's racist gene is going to fire. It's going to fire nonstop. Um, Richie D is going to regret the day he became her friend. It's going to be, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Speaking of Ramona, do you think Ramona and Jacks boned? Oh yeah. Didn't they say they did? They openly said they did. Is it confirmed? Did Ramona admit it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, that's good for her. Yeah. Um, do you? Will you watch Vanderpump Rules if it comes back? Nope. Interesting. Yeah. I would not watch. I'm not going to watch Vanderpump Rules. I'm not watching. Um, I'll watch if they bring back just um, Tom and Tom. I'll watch that. I don't I, mind Tom and Tom. I don't mind Katie. I'll watch Katie. You I know, um. I'll watch Katie knit the sweater on the couch before I watch Jax. Yeah. Absolutely. So I think here's what my gut says about what's going on with Jax. First of all, there are rumors Jax was on an Instagram live and he talked about how they are filming again and they're supposed to start filming next week. 
So the assumption there that everybody pulled from that was that Jax has not been fired and he's now been told about filming schedule. Bravo reps went out and said that's not true. Jax is a liar. So like, who yeah. the hell? Him? Yeah. My gut says that, and I'm hoping this is true. I'm hoping that what happens is that if the if Vanderpump Rules comes back, we get front and center camera time watching Jax get fired. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't know. I don't think he's getting fired because I don't know what he has on uh, Lisa. Like, what is he holding? Why is he, why does he get to slide? But, but Lisa loves a broken bird. So that's not, why I This feel. is not a broken bird. This is like an aging, uh, you know, the par- you know, it's an aging dog that needs to be put down. <laughs> The dog is miserable. We are miserable. You know, this is, this animal is diseased and needs to be put down and put out of its misery. It's not a broken bird at all. There's nothing. There's, there's people who have dogs that are going to be really offended that their dogs were, com- or any dog was compared to Jax Taylor because that's how hated oh, Jax Taylor is. Don't get us canceled, Arthi. Oh my god. See, this is why I shouldn't be your partner here. My dog my dog is sitting at my my foot right now and she's looking at me like what Yeah. Everybody about? listening, Arthie's got a dog and she Arthie's doesn't dog. hate all dogs. No, I love dogs. I, I couldn't come up with I couldn't come up with another animal, so I said dog, but uh, you know. I have to think of another animal for that. But yeah, I love dogs. Um I have two dogs. I don't say anything about dogs. I'm just talking about Jack's being the dog. He's a dog in a different way. Yeah, um, it's a different kind of dog. <laughs> um, okay, and then this is, I think, a really important question to ask. We'll kind of give you guys an idea of things that we will and won't talk about. Arthi, who are you voting for? Joe and Kamala. That's right. That's right. This is a podcast where we look, will be talking about politics. Look what I got. I you got your ballot? I just got it. My husband just walked in and gave me the ballot, and I was worried because I had signed up online for mail-in ballot, and I thought I would never. And everybody else, all my neighbors have already voted, and I was like, what's going on? Why didn't I get my ballot? You were like, I'm getting targeted. Yeah. I'm getting targeted. So, (laughs) yeah. 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 So it's Joe Biden and Kamala, and Kamala is going to speak. In about 20 minutes. Yes, that's also I very important for tonight. <laughs> we need to wrap up on time so we can go watch. Excited um, about that. Yeah, so, watch her cast Kamala, straight pens. And Kamala is my people. She's my people. Her family is from my, around from where I my family is from. I know, uh, you know, she's a Tamilian and she's from South India. And it's like, oh, so exciting. She also wouldn't want to be at Villa Rosa because of the samosa and chai crumbs. That's true. That's, that's true. true. Yeah, that's important to know. So she did uh, this video with Mindy Kaling, and she was making dosas. And they talked about dosas and, you know, being from India and growing up here. And my daughter just lost it. That kid has had dosas every day of her life, and she was so excited. She's like, she knows what dosas are. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Arthi, do you know I've never uh, really had a dosa? <gasps> Yeah. You haven't? Oh, my God. I don't know how. Yeah. No, it's bad. Well, okay. So, Arthi is Indian, and I am Pakistani, 
And uh, so it's different. I, we are different, it, but same, but different. Yeah, we're different to each other, but same to most white people. Yeah. And uh, I, yeah, I've only, I think I've only had like a bite of a dosa once when I was like maybe like 16 or something because we didn't grow up eating dosas. So, yes. Um, yes. yeah, now there's so much, yeah, there's so much dosa talk that I, I absolutely need to go and eat more dosas. Do you want to closer? I would walk over with a, with a little, you know, a um, cup of dosa batter for you. Oh <laughs> dosa batter? No, I'd want you to make me one. Get out of here. Dosa. Making me make my own <laughs> dosas. What kind of relationship well, so is people, this? Yeah, I know. For people who don't know what dosa is, it's kind of like a savory uh, crepe made yeah. from fermented rice and lentils. So it's awesome. Yeah. Do you know who else loves dosas? Who? Padma Lakshmi. <gasps> yes, she's my people too. Aren't <laughs> these just claiming everyone one by one? I'm claiming everyone. Padma is my people. Kamala is my people. I have an aunt named Padma. I have an aunt named Kamala. <laughs> <laughs> it's like my people, real, literally my people. <laughs> yeah. For sure. There's also, so mostly we'll talk about Bravo, but sometimes we'll talk about other shows. Like, for example, Bhagavan Lakshmi has a great show on Hulu called Taste the Nation. It is actually, Arthi, so good that I cried when I watched it. Really? I, I haven't watched it yet. I'm going to watch it. The other um, quasi, like, India Indian-related show that just popped on Netflix is The Bad Boy Billionaires India. And it's all about the Trump-like folks, guys in India, and all the fraud they did and all the trouble they got into. And it, each episode is focuses on one of the billionaires in India. Oh, my God. I'd love to watch that. Yes. It's awesome. I watched the first one. Awesome. Okay. And then I have a really, really important question for you. Maybe even more important than who you're voting for. Are you all in with John Mellencamp's daughter? <laughs> I am not all in with that fool. Yeah, this oh, is a podcast that doesn't does not support eating disorders eating and body dysmorphia. Nope. No. No. I think she has serious mental issues that she hasn't addressed and she's using that in this format. But also at some point she's, you know, she's openly um endangering lives and this is at some point is going to become an issue where she will be shut down yeah and, you know there's no regulation of these kinds of diets and things like that but at some point if enough people start complaining about it this is going to get shut down but this she's such a shady 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 motherfucker but she's also completely boring the most boring the so most boring boring i mean I mean, I'd rather watch Robin paint a wall and watch the paint dry than watch Teddy Mellencamp. Ooh, that's a bold statement. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that, to be completely honest with you. Uh, but I do also think that Teddy is unbelievably boring. Her first season, I didn't mind her because I was like, you know what? I get it. I hate when people are late. But then uh, the following seasons when she was just railing against Lisa Vanderpump and all that shit. I was like, ma'am, have a seat. Yeah. Yeah. No, thank I you. Think, I think it went to her head. Uh, her, her husband is kind of shifty too, right? 
Yeah, there's something about his uh, security company is maybe not as secure as he claims for it to be. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, so every week we will be talking about this week's Bravo, the things that happened on Bravo that are happening right now on TV and things that we're watching right now. So mo- both Arthi and I are watching Real Housewives of Potomac. We love this season. But what are your thoughts about what's going on on Real Housewives of Potomac between Candace and Monique? So, so on the first go around, and I watched this episode multiple times, right? Because it was yeah. just so good. The first yeah. go around, I was like, I was shocked by the look on Monique's face. She seemed to really, really be blacked out. Didn't know where she was. She could. That was rage, uncontrolled rage. So I was like, oh my god. It doesn't matter what uh, what um, Candy S does, you still cannot be pulling on her, tugging on her, and then going running across to go and beat her up again, right? But then on the second go round, I was listening to what Candy S was saying, and she was not giving up. She wasn't, ge- and she was calling her name. She was calling her ghetto. She was calling her all the things that would rile up to anybody. So I was like, okay, this is just a breaking point for Monique. She must have just held on to so much and bottled up so much that this is just, she just broke down and she couldn't control it. But then again, I was thinking, well, Monique's issues is not just with Candy S. Her, she has some anger issues against Big Chris. Yes, big boy. Big boy. She shouldn't, she is not addressing her issues with her husband and whatever that is, she's sort of bundling it up to take it out on Monique. And the fact that she was not able to apologize, period, and leave it at that was horrible. Yeah. Now, having said all of that, (laughs) furthermore, (laughs) the 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 funniest and the most ludicrous fact in, in all of that was Giselle saying that she had an image to maintain and that she had to worry about what happens to her. That now, that was just stupid. That was just, nah. yeah. yeah. So I have yeah. a lot of thoughts. I think a lot of people were wrong. And I think a lot of folks were just, and I think there was not a single person that could be blamed for it. It was both sides. Interesting. So I think and that there were, good, there were good people on both sides. Oh boy. Oh <laughs> Lord. Oh God. Now, now we are definitely canceled. Oh, uh, now we're definitely canceled. Um, I I agree with you that Monique has a lot going on that she's I, not dealing with at home, right? And she even says it herself uh, that you know I've got this box of things that I, I'm just going to box my issues with my husband. I'm going to put it up on the shelf next to Candace's box. And it's like, first of all. Why you got a box like that with Candace? Like, just deal right. with it. Like, right. you know, and if it's put her at the, on the same shelf as Chris, the Chris box is an important box. And yeah, you know, it needs to be opened with care. I understand. But Candy S's box could be opened right then and there and confronted. Yeah. If there's anything I've learned from watching Bravo, it's that you should always confront your friends, but yeah. you should not do it when there's alcohol involved right and so with even with Candace yeah I agree I think Candace is annoying as fuck I think she's so annoying she sings everything all the time she thinks she's so cute she uses big words incorrectly she's really really annoying and I really don't like her 
but big words incorrectly. Well, you know, Arthi, it's different for us because we're immigrants and that's English true. is not our first language. That's true. That's true. Especially <laughs> me. Especially me. I have issues languages in my head. <laughs> but with Candace, it's like I she's really irritating, but I actually think she's she's kind of funny on TV. And I think she's right. funnier than Monique. And this is just my opinion, guys. Don't come after me. But with Monique. You know, a lot of people are comparing her fight to the one that Kenya and Portia had on Real Housewives of Atlanta. And I watched that clip recently. And the difference is that when Portia does that, right, first of all, Kenya is provoking her. She is she's sticking that stupid thing in her face. And then she starts to fight with her and she pulls her hair. Right. And they pull they pull Portia off. Portia lays on the ground and not more than 30 seconds later. She says she starts sobbing and she's like, I can't believe she made me do that. I can't believe she made me do that. I can't believe I did that. Right. That's the difference is that Monique even now is like my adrenaline is pumping (laughs) and I don't have any remorse. You know, even now, even now when she's on Twitter, she was on watch what happens live and she's like double tripling, quadrupling down. And here's my other issue issue with Monique. Monique believes in QAnon. (laughs) Like, yes. like well, she's a conspiracy theorist. Now, so there's there's a essential oil fragrance called Q now. <laughs> she's selling it. No, I'm just saying. Yeah, she's cuckoo. She's cuckoo. Yeah. So it's like we should have known she was cuckoo when she showed up at an anniversary party in American Indian or not. God, that's the wrong. In Native American costume when the theme was Indians and Africans. Okay. So yeah, I think it's like, it's hard for me to take anybody seriously when you believe in like pizza gate and like that five G towers give you coronavirus. (laughs) Like once you believe that shit, I'm like, I'm out. I'm not interested. Again, the most beautiful woman on Bravo. Yeah. She's like, like, it's, she's painfully beautiful for somebody that's stupid. she's, She's so beautiful. It's like, why are you like this? Like we were rooting for you, Monique. Like, we were all rooting yeah, for you. She was, she was shown brains and beauty, and she picked everything from the beauty box and just, you know. And she then, did. and then somebody just put a little bit of brain just for her to survive, you know, so she could hit the small tree, then the big tree, but not die. <laughs> Yeah, she's got a drinking problem. She's got an MLM. She's she's a hot she's a hot mess. Yeah. But she is so extremely hot. She is hot. She's a hot mess. Yes. Yeah. And on the topic of Giselle, yeah, I agree with you. It was like when Giselle was like, you know, I'm not here for this, whatever. I don't want to be around you. My daughters don't want me to be around you. I was like, oh, great. Giselle, this is fine. KB, hilarious. Her bodyguard, hilarious. But I was like, this is crazy. But like, Giselle knows how to produce. Like, she knows how to show up on TV, right? But I was like, I'm with you. She she shows up, but do you see what she shows up in? I mean, her clothing is terrible. It's horrible. No, it's horrible. But, but she, the I was, question was, did KB come in her mini? In her way. <laughs> yeah, in the Gucci mini. The Gucci did that mini. man fit in the Gucci mini? Um. Well, so I was with Giselle, and then she was like, I have an image to protect. And I literally was the same as Robin, where Robin was like, you had me there. You had me there for a second, Giselle, and then you lost me. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. It was like you were so close to making sense. So Robin was on some Robin was on some Twitter or some some interview and they asked about that Giselle comment and she was like, Oh, that's just Giselle. You know she's extra. That's how she behaves. That was all extra. So Robin gives her a pass because she just thinks that she's just extra and this is who Giselle is and she's on brand. This is her yeah. brand, what she does. Well, Monique's brand is to fly off and, you know, off her handle and drag Candy S. And Candy S's yeah. brand is to run her mouth. So it's all on brand, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, and Karen's brand is to serve you delicious pastries. And Ashley's brand is to say shit and somehow just skirt on the outside of drive. Right. right. Which is what also makes Ashley Darby a contender for excellent housewife. Yes. Um, I do think, and this is, I think, where we need to wrap up because we do have a, an important debate to watch. But the bottom line is, if they fire Monique before they fire Kelly Dodd <gasps> and Jack Taylor, yes. Yes. Bravo's going to have some splaining to do. Right. And how are we going to exert our power? Because, you know, people say, oh, I thought this is horrible. I'm not going to watch it. But then everybody ends up watching these things. I'm not going to watch certain shows anymore, right. but I am going to listen to podcasts. <laughs> That's true. I'm like, they're, they, and, and now as podcasters, do we, are we now obligated to watch these shows? No, I don't think we are obligated to I watch these shows. Know. As a brown woman, I still cannot. No, I don't think that I think that's actually really important to point out. I don't think that we are obligated to consume anything beyond that that is good for our mental health. Um even if it, it means that it's a part of our hobby where we're podcasting, I think that there's actually it's really easy to it's really easy to find out what happened on a reality TV show, especially if it was something really controversial by just, you know, hitting the googs. Yeah. Throwing it up on the Googles, and you yeah. can get the information. Okay. Interwebs, interwebs will alert us. Exactly. Um, okay, so we are on social media now. We've got a bunch of – we've got all of that set up. You can find us at Instagram and Twitter at the reality is Pod. Um, if you've got thoughts, concerns – not concerns, you know, cr- comments – Things that we could improve or not. Yeah, you're going to say, fire Artie. She's talked about the dog. Yeah, exactly. Um, If you've got things like that to share. Yeah, in future episodes, we're going to hope. If you fired. (laughs) Yeah. In future episodes, we're going to have some friends on as well who will share their, their views. We will try to actually really give more spaces and more voices to people from marginalized spaces because I do think that that is often missing in the Bravo universe and there are a slew of beautiful wonderful writers and thoughts I say writers but they're Facebook commenters um, that we've become really good friends with so uh, we hope that you guys liked our first episode and that you subscribe and you share with your friends and that you give us some grace if we messed up and give us some pointers on things that we could do better. That's a good point. Or the reality is pod. That's Arthi. That's no. Bye. Bye.